nature of this program. Discretion is advised. You had all of the time in the world. Whatever. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was Welcome to Our House. Jam. That's my jam. <laughs> I was trying to think of a funny cold open. It oh. wasn't coming to me. <laughs> Raina, are you there? I am here. Hello. All right. Can you hear me? Yes. I'm Face Boy. I'm Face Girl. With us via phone on the stu- in the studio is Raina Terror. Hello, everybody. How's it going, Raina? Pretty good. No complaints here. How are you guys? You got doing? the part. I did. <laughs> So Raina wasn't here because she was at a callback. And what what's it for? So I'm. I, it's currently an untitled project. Um, it's an experimental theater piece. It's going to be part of an equity showcase on February fifth. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it's, I got to read a lot of the script and read with a whole bunch of the actors tonight. But it was a very weird audition. I went in last week um, for the first audition. And it seemed like, like all the other people in the room, they took us in a group and everyone else was super theatrical, like over the top. They told us to use the space and the people were like jumping on things and moving around. And I thought it was crazy. And I was just like, oh, this isn't going to be for me. I'm not going to get this. And I just kind of read normally and I could use the space a bit, but I just left thinking I, I hadn't done it well. But I guess it turns out that they weren't looking for all the wacky people. And I got back and then tonight I went to that and then it took like three hours but I got the part. That's awesome. Does it pay? It does. It does. It has to. It's equity. Yeah, that's what I thought. But, you know, sometimes they find ways around paying actors. It's experimental. Yeah. (laughs) You can even... The experiment is, will they come in if we don't pay them? There are even levels of of Screen Actors Guild films where they can get away with paying you a hundred bucks. Deferred pay. That's the worst. Oh, that, so nothing? Oh, yep. Yeah. Deferred is worse. Wow. Yeah, you're yep. talking those new media contracts. That's you know, because the new media interwebs, there's no way to make monies on it. So, you know, why should you pay the actors? Deferred. I mean, it doesn't pay like a ton, but it's definitely a little, you know, a bit over minimum wage. And it's nice to just get be getting paid to act. So, like, than- mm, what kind of drugs can you get with it? We talking coffee. We talking weed. <laughs> we, we could definitely get some weed with this. I think. Yeah. Some what? We could definitely get some weed with this. I think. Yeah. Nice. But we couldn't get like Long Island teen ecstasy price. Well, maybe a little bit. Oh, all right. That's good pay. I'm telling you, when yeah, I was a Long Island that. teen, I paid too much for ecstasy. That's the worst. That's horrible. I'm so glad things have changed. Yeah. It's not 50. PSA. Ecstasy's not $50 a pill, guys. <laughs> How much is it now? I don't know. It could oh, be $50 a pill. I really don't know. It's not. I was going to say, that's, it's only like one pill. I think it's 10. 
I, I would say 10 or 20. That would be my guess. I haven't done it in, in 50 a very if you're long a Long time. Island teen. What's this Long Island teen thing? I was a Long Island teen and I was overcharged. I'm still not over it. <laughs> this was obviously four years ago. <laughs> my lies make me laugh. What? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you haven't recovered from that experience. Yet. I know. Where were you overcharged? Where did you pay $50 for ecstasy? In Long Island as a teen. <laughs> when I was a Long Island teen. And didn't know any better. So it's not like you came into the city and got ripped off. No, they delivered that. But that has happened. Um. Well, actually... Yeah, the pass no, off on the street. Oh, near so you Washington know this Square story. Yeah. I told you this. So my friend and I were real dumb and we decided that these drug dealers in track suits didn't look enough like real drug dealers and probably were just cops. So we refused to buy drugs from the actual drug dealers. And then we just targeted some dude who looked like he probably would have weed to sell. And I guess he was like, fuck these kids for assuming I'm a drug dealer. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, meet me on the corner. And then he did this brilliant pass off. I was so proud of myself because I did like a real drug transaction. Except it was grass. Like actual, go fuck yourself for thinking I'm a drug dealer. Thanks for the 20 bitch grass. And I'm sure. Yeah, that's on- happened to me as a teen with uh, baking soda. <gasps> oh. Off of Avenue D with some buddies that insisted on, you know, getting stuff. And I was with them and yep. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, hey, you just spent 20 bucks on baking soda. All right, let's go to that concert. <laughs> <laughs> so you were looking for cocaine? <laughs> yeah, yep. Nah, just something to make my feet less funky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just something for this athlete's foot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this is the worst. Had a little sweaty digits. Yeah, and it was just my friends. I had nothing to do with it. I was just standing next to them. I was not involved in any of this legal activity. Holding <laughs> it for a friend. Yes, yes, yes. They were doing the bad stuff. I was just watching them do the bad stuff. Yeah, we've all been there. How old were you? <laughs> um, let's see, like 15, 16, probably. 16, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, 15, 16. Too young for cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. See? Yeah, definitely like a sophomore. <laughs> I like how you're experiencing this as she's too young for cocaine. And I'm like, wow, she's just so much cooler than me when she was a teen. Oh, yeah. She was she was cooler than both of us. I was telling. Uh, oh, I was telling. Hurts. I was telling uh, my. Lucille is now Lucas. So I was telling my boyfriend, Lucas, that when we first met, you were 18 years old. And I was like, what? I'm, I'm four. How old are you now? If you don't mind saying something, I'm not saying it anymore. Actually, I'm an actor now. That's right. Yeah, don't fuck that. All right. Well, I was baby. I was creepy older than you, right? You were in your 30s, and I was in my teens. Yes. Yeah, I was creepy (laughs) older than you, and but you were already like a tattoo artist. You already did like uh, a human dartboard. You uh, you were you were spitting fire. You were, you were like not not a normal fucking eighteen year old at all, and apparently four years into a coke addiction <laughs> <laughs> or habit. It wasn't a. It was like a once in a 
blue moon thing. Like every six months, I'll do a little bump or a line here and there. What? I mean, no. I was there to do. I did not participate. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember you ever doing cocaine around me. I wish I could no, say I, the I, same. I, I'm just kidding. Or I am I? Really, I didn't really do it that much. Like, yeah. I experimented, honestly. I, it wasn't a habit, though. It was definitely wasn't. But when you're a team, you know, trying it is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Even you're getting the big. Whole trying to find it is fun, right? It's like an adventure when you're a teenager. It's like a mission. You know, it's like, oh, we got to go on a mission before our concert tonight, guys. What are we getting? Booze? Okay, let me push my tits up, get out my fake ID, <laughs> get this gallon of vodka for the six of us. Well... You know, I, I was into weed, and I lived near Washington Square Park, so it wasn't. There was no adventure there. Well, that's where I failed. <laughs> that's right. That is where you yeah. failed. But also, I there were just there was. In there once. Yeah, actually, I didn't. I didn't. Wait, go again. Say again. I tried to buy mescaline in Washington Square Park once, and they sold me I don't know, like a rat turd. For <laughs> <laughs> really? Not just a piece of aloe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was some kind of pellet, but it wasn't mescaline. Did you put it in part smoke, eat it? What'd you do to it? No, I ate it. Yeah, I thought I ate it. Like we took it like it was a little pill. It definitely wasn't an actual rat turd. Okay. Um, it was just some kind of little tiny dark pill, um, but it was supposed to be mescaline. And I, we were so excited that we found mescaline because we'd never tried it. And I tried LSD like once or twice at this point. Um, so we took it. And of course, you know, it takes a few hours to figure out that, that it, it hasn't worked because, you know, after about an hour, you're all like, are you feeling it? I think maybe. Yeah, I think I might be. And then like an hour later, like everyone's just stone cold sober. <laughs> yeah, that's disappointing. I once mm-hmm. licked stickers at a fish concert. Mm. Yes. Ah. <laughs> they were just stickers. <laughs> they were just stickers. <laughs> 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 yeah, we didn't actually score in, in the park that much because we knew these these spots. There's one place on East 10th Street that was actually called The Spot. That was the name of it. And the window was like completely blacked out. It was a it was the, the front was like a record store, but they had like four records in there and they get really pissed off if anyone would try to buy them because that's their, you know, their front. that's the front. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and, 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 you know, if you, if you knew the secret handshake or the fucking signal or whatever the fuck you, you're supposed to do. I'd like to return an egg. <laughs> then you could do business there. And, uh, at, 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 at 14, 15, they didn't care. Um, and then there was another place, uh, years later, also in the East Village where, uh, and now this, this kind of pissed me off, uh, that, that it it was a real shop. It had candles and shit like that. And they would always tell everybody, hey, you got to buy a real item before you leave. So, it, you know, it doesn't look like you just bought weed. <laughs> and the cheapest thing to buy is a candle. And so I had all these fucking candles. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell to do with. I don't, I don't like to burn candles, especially scented ones. I don't know. I don't remember where I got rid of all those candles. Wow. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yep. You couldn't, there was nothing you wanted in the entire... Not a damn thing. Okay. What did they do? you also... Go ahead. Sorry, didn't you also have, like, a connect with, like, an actual, like, Rastafarian, like, priest dude or something? Because I remember you getting some, like, 
some kind of like hash oil, some like other stuff that was like really hard to get. Or was that from one of these? Yes. Spots? No, that was from him. Uh, I'm not yes, going to say okay. his name, obviously. Um, okay. but he <laughs> well, was, where could we find him? I'm he was, kidding. uh, yeah, he was someone in that nineties is probably fine. Just walk through central park and randomly find a hippie by a tree in the nineties. Like seriously. <laughs> yeah. And if they're not too upset about you assuming that they have drugs, they might actually sell you some real ones. In the eighties, I well, was that hippie 90s. by the tree. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. In the eighties I did sell weed and Central Park and in uh, Washington Square Park, and I had long hair. I was I was that hippie. Uh, wow. But anyway, the the Rastafarian was a guy who I met in college uh, when I was sixteen, and he's just like one of the coolest guys I know still to this day. And um, he just he just had connections for everything. He could get hash oil. He could get edibles before anyone knew about edibles. He just had all of the hookups. And, um, yeah, so when he, whenever he came into town, that was quite the party. That's so awesome. It was back before, like, indica and sativa was even a thing. It was just weed. <laughs> no, that was already a thing. That, that's a thing for a long time. Oh, was it? Yeah. I just don't remember it then because I was a teenager, I guess, and I wasn't really acknowledging it. But It wasn't a thing the way it's a thing now. Like, yeah, craft right? beer I, wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. So, like the yeah. craft marijuana world, yeah, there was indica, yeah, there was sativa, yeah, there were strains, yeah, you knew you liked Blue Dream, but like it, it wasn't the way it is today. Yeah, I never got an option from my dealer. Like they were never like, "What strain do you want?" They were just like, "Here's your twenty. See you later, or your mm-hmm. nickel, or, or here, dime. here's your purple haze." Like here, we have mm-hmm. this today. It's it's whatever blueberries. Like mm-hmm. I knew that they would have names, but it wasn't like you could select it. It would just be they have blueberry. Here's what, here's another time I got ripped off, and this is when I was in the business. So I bought like I think it was like a half pound of something, and it was supposed to be tie stick, and it was maybe tied stick. It was maybe a quarter pound of weed, and packed in the middle a bunch of sticks. What? A quarter pound of sticks. Huh. Wow. The tie part's weed. The stick part's actual stick. Was accurate. Oh and the thing God. is, it was really good weed. It was definitely Thai oh. weed. And it, th- like this guy, I, I just don't see the point of him doing a ripoff. I never did business with him again, you know, and I would have done business with him regularly. Were you his competition? I don't think so. Were you distributing it? But in, in smaller amounts. Right. Yeah. You were probably his competition. Could be. That's my guess. Like, my uh, guess is he screwed you over because you were his competition. So you took a blow financially by giving him the money. Yep. So you couldn't get more supplies. I didn't take much of a blow. And, and like, I was. Yeah, but he taught you a lesson. <laughs> not really, because it changed nothing. No, not really. <laughs> he tried to. He but taught you were me too not big. to do business with him. Yeah, but you were too big exactly. to receive it. Sixteen minutes in, it's been all about drugs. Yeah. When are we going to do yep. them? <laughs> now I have to see if there's anything I can ingest. <laughs> Soon as I get home. I'm wildly sober for myself. <laughs>
the THC levels are getting dangerously low in your bloodstream. My superpowers are diminished. Yeah, I, I was gonna. I'm gonna smoke a celebratory bowl later, but I, uh, I have to actually watch my smoking intake because I also just booked a rock opera. Tell me about what? that. How are you getting all these? You've been auditions? auditioning a lot. Yeah, I've been auditioning like crazy, and apparently, I guess I'm truly good at it. So I've been booking stuff. Tell me some of the stuff you've gotten. I, uh, well, nothing like too big so far. I only started a couple months ago, but just a couple like sketch comedy shows at places like the Producers Club, uh, located in the town Manhattan, um, which has been fun because it's almost like taking a class that culminates in a show because we get to write and work on sketches and stuff and rehearse and, you know, memorize and all that. Um, and that's put on the show for, you know, for a weekend. So I did a couple of those. Um, and it's been convenient because rather than, I just got back into acting a couple months ago and, I'm possibly taking classes, but thankfully I haven't had to pay for any yet because I've booked enough gigs to where it's practical for me to just do the gigs and learn from those. You know what I mean? Where are you getting your auditions and gigs and stuff? Like, where are you? Do you have an agent or are you just? Um, I don't have an agent. I I just did sign with a manager, um, but she hasn't gotten the auditions yet because we just started. So I've been getting mine online through Backstage Actors Access, and I just signed up with Casting Network. That's amazing. I've been using those. Yeah, uh, no, it's been really awesome. I have a so tenant. Just uh, yeah. No, no, go on. No, I just uh, confirmed that I'm going to do a role in a new rock opera that's called Bloody Brains in a Jukebox with a um, Coney Island uh, over there. So I don't know all the details off the top of my head just yet because I confirmed it today. A Christian-based uh, organization. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, of course, and everything will go to feed um, the Christian Westboro Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's a pretty insane. A uh, rock opera, like it's kind of like I don't know, like Little Shop of Horrors on acid. So Little Shop of Horrors, like it, it's just it's called Bloody Brains in a Jukebox, if, and it if that gives you some idea. And, and what what role do you have? Box. I have the role of Doctor Hepburn, which is one of the leads, and she's an Audrey Hepburn type. So that should be fun to play. Nice. Get all cute. And when and is that? It's uh... a musical. So oh, are you singing in it? March. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't sang on stage in like it's been a while. So I'm I'm looking to definitely work with a vocal coach while we go through rehearsals and stuff to get my voice back on par because it's been a minute. But I'm very excited and also a little bit nervous. But um, but I think it's going to be a really fun project because it's it's really wacky, it's really weird. Um, and as Face Boy, as both of you know, the, you know I enjoy the very strange things. I'm you, offended. You dated me. Fucking freak show. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited. Like I, I quit bartending a couple years ago and I've kind of been figuring out what I want to do creatively. But when I started just getting serious about just trying acting again a couple months ago, like things have, I don't know. I, I've just been feeling good about that decision. I've been very broke and like strap for cash but i'm just starting to now book gigs that are actually you know could could make a little bit of money so it, it helps i'm planning on getting back into acting uh i'm not sure exactly oh, when yeah? but and or how because you know you get a gig 
and the hours are so crazy, and how am I going to do that and take care of my mom? I haven't figured this out yet. Yep. The hours are kind of nuts. Are you still sad? I just reactivated my membership. Yeah, I, I never let that go. Well, you know, I mean, I don't know. I put mine on pause for a couple of years because I just didn't want to pay for it when I wasn't using it. But I don't think I need to do that. But that's the weird thing. I just yeah, started can. again, and like all the commercials are all non-union now. It's really nuts. Really? It was kind of shocking. Like, yeah. yeah, like 90% of them, like for huge companies, like for like Mercedes and, and like cable companies and New Jersey Lottery. I got an audition to do fire for a New Jersey Lotto commercial, but it was a non-union thing, so I had to pass. And they only wanted to pay like 300 bucks. Commercials like, are fire for an- commercials where I made my most, most money. Yeah, union commercials yep. are great. Non-union, might as well just fucking use spit because they're not going to give you any lube. I made uh, totally. 14000 for a UPS commercial. 14000 Oh, well, I remember mm-hmm. that. Nice. I want to like see this. in it or something, right? What's that? For the drummer? Weren't you the drummer in that or something? It, we were a band, and I was probably the drummer. I'm in a band. I yeah. I think that's like while we were dating or like right after. It was around that time. Oh. Oh. Yep. Time, times have changed. <laughs> and I also t- was saying how, um, like, we had the easiest relationship and the easiest breakup. It's like you got to a point. We had an open relationship, and correct me if I'm remembering this wrong, but I still had some jealousy shit going on, <laughs> and you wanted to not. You just wanted to not have that. And to have some more freedom, you were pretty damn young. And I was like, that makes sense. What's that? Yeah, I wanted to be open. We did have an open relationship, but I was a little weird about it. I got jealous. And yeah, yeah. and you didn't need, you needed real open, none of this jealousy bullshit. And I got it. I understood. And I said, you know, I I get it. I understand. Uh, if you can like not be around my scene for a couple of months while I get over this, because <laughs> you know I would like that. And you said sure. And then six months later, we were friends again. Yep, we did a six month rule, which I think is a very still to this day is a very good smart technique. Yeah, for people that are super close, because like we're still friends to this day. For Christ's sake, what a shame would it have been if we'd had a shitty breakup and just never talked again? You that know? would suck. It's- yeah, and it's stupid because for the most part, other than, you know, super abusers and assholes, when you attract to someone, you date them, you like them. And just because you break up doesn't mean you don't love them or like them anymore. It's just feelings change because we're weird. <laughs> I, I liked our breakup, too. I almost want to talk about the person who introduced us and their insidious reasons why. You could talk about the reasons. Oh, my God. Yes. It was so fucked up. Well, you did. Yeah, I will. You already I said will. it. I'll, I'll say <laughs> you have to say it, it now. now. Yeah, yeah. The person oh, who introduced sorry. us was oh, someone to... who okay. I had been dating and broke up with, and um, and she she was like, "Raina, you're totally his type. I want you to make him fall in love with you and then break his heart." <laughs> yep, exactly. It just didn't happen that way. We just fell in love with each other and broke up and still friends so the plan didn't work nope it did not but who does that jesus i I know it's very 
yeah, it's just, it's super manipulative. It's just crazy. And so vindictive towards you, you know, that's just not how you treat people, but they learned it from someone somewhere in their lifetime. And that just really sucks. Right. That's true. That's probably true. Yep. You went to a production. You mentioned Little Shop of Horrors. You I'm went sure to a production. Grown of, since. <laughs> I did. Yes, I went. I just saw the uh, the new off Broadway production of Little Shop of Horrors um, on Forty Third Street. What the fuck is the name of the theater? It was literally like a very hard commute, but it was it was a good show. Good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of really good actors in it, like some of the. Some big the one guy, something Jonathan Graff, who I guess was in uh, that TV show Glee. So there was, you know, people were, you know, fans were there and stuff, and he was good. There was a woman. The woman was a great actress, but her her singing and like her portrayal of the character was a little different, which was interesting. Okay. Um, but otherwise, I really liked the production. Good. So you you would recommend it. Little Shop of Horrors on 43rd Street at some theater. Ed Sullivan. <laughs> yes, that's it. Really? There you go. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. That's, I'm like, that's Stephen Colbert. Yeah, I'm like, I don't but think that's... sounded familiar. Possible. I'm like, wait. Ming's Chinese Theater. Yeah. <laughs> just name a famous theater and I'll agree with you. The Lucille Lortel Theater. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, I the don't. one in Australia. I was thinking of that too. I'm like, what is the name of it? The Cherry Lane Theater. (laughs) The Cherry Lane. That moved to 43rd Street. (laughs) Oh. I feel like I know. I found it. It's the West Side Theater. That's what I said. No, you didn't. I did. (laughs) The West Side Theater. Story. Yes, very unique. Very unique moniker there. <laughs> I used to go to a, 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 a gay movie place called the called Westworld that was on <laughs> off the West Side Highway, um, and it was just you such told a me sleazy. About this, right? It was such a sleazy place. And now there is uh, an apartment complex where they're selling selling like ten million dollars up for the apartments. And it's like literally built on jizz. <laughs> we built this city <laughs> on loads and loads. <laughs> Love and loads, yes. <laughs> the foundation of this building is homosexual semen. That's right. That'll be $10 million. This is paved with sodomy. <laughs> You just add water and it gets sticky again. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get a song from Catherine. Oh, no. I didn't prepare one. All right. Should I? I feel like I should do. uh... What do you feel like you should do? Um, Well, let's see if Raina can join me on this one. And while Uh you're looking for a song, I'm going to do a little business with America, with the world. Because it's the World Wide Web. (laughs) Radio Free Brooklyn's Drive to Five fundraising campaign is underway. 
In May, RFB turns five years old, and we need to raise $25,000 so we can continue bringing you commercial-free independent radio for another five years. Because we think raising money should be fun, each month we'll be bringing listeners fun challenges with some great prizes. The first is a trivia quiz to find out just how well you know RFP. Does that sound fun? I did it. It was riveting. How well do you know us? The top five scorers will win a limited edition five-year anniversary RFP t-shirt. You can also dial 718-673-8201 and leave us a message letting us know how much you love monster trucks. Monster trucks. (laughs) 13-foot python. Clowns. Why you love RFP or to wish us a happy birthday. Your message might play on the air. <laughs> that hurt. Yeah. Alright. Oh wait. I think I've got the internet going also. Hold on a minute. Let me get rid of the internet. My volume was down, so I didn't realize that it was doing that. Oh, shit. The thing that I found. Hold on. I don't know this, so help me if you can. What are you singing? Oh, can you hear it? Yes. Oh, no. Now I know what it is. Lift up your head. Wash off your mascara Here, take my Kleenex Wipe that lipstick away Show me your face Clean as the morning I know things were bad But now they're okay Suddenly Seymour Is standing beside you Follow him blindly He'd snap his fingers I'd say
actually know how it ends, but I'm guessing it was longer because it was still going. The best ending is was Ellen Green belting out the same chord over and over and over until the music starts to fade and it's fucking kick ass. Wait, what is this? Ellen Green. Ellen Green's version is my favorite. No, I want to hear the it. singing of that song. Let's find it's it. A, Let's hear it. She was in the film with Rick Moranis, and she also did the original off-Broadway production. Well, you're finding that uh, if you're enjoying this show, if you learn something about uh, how to avoid getting ripped off, buying drugs, <laughs> or if you can relate to it, if you like the music, or if you just kind of like us, or if you don't like us, if you just if you have some yeah, extra spite, money, spite, spite sponsor spite us. Sponsor, you can sponsor us at RFB dot nyc slash s that's rfb dot nyc slash a s s you can give as little as a dollar a month for six months that's six bucks that's less than a beer buy me a beer i buy you a beer i can buy you a beer so um it's the ellen green version that's like 10 minutes or the little shop of horror suddenly see more version yeah we're not doing 10 minutes Uh on the show yeah, no, I thought you, you can just play the end of the song to hear yeah. how it ends. Of her. It's the 10-minute one? All right, yeah. The smart ride from Nationwide. Yeah, we'll just jump Probably. to the end. Yeah, because that's the part we want to hear. The film version has it. it. It happens in the film version? It happens in both on that song, yeah. Okay, because I could play the film version. Oh, this is apparently her on The Tonight Show, so I'm going with maybe it's not that. Yeah? Well, yeah, it probably won't sound the same. Okay, so I'll do the film version. Yeah, that's safe. The gutter. It's a night spot. I worked there my nights off and we weren't making much money. I put on cheap and tasteless outfits, not nice ones like this. Low and nasty trash. Audrey, that's all behind you now. You got nothing to be ashamed of. You're a very nice person. I always knew you were. Underneath the bruises and the handcuffs, you know what I saw? Girl, I respected. I still do. Lift up your head. All right, let's go to the end. Please understand that it's still strange and frightening for losers like I've It's so hard to say. Her voice is amazing. Oh my god. I love it so much. I wish I had studied this at all because it's amazing. I fucking love it.
My favorite part about that is the juxtaposition of the sound of her voice in the beginning of it and comparatively to when she starts to belt. Like, I just, like, love her as an actress for that. Why did you stop tending bar? Um, um, I just kind of got tired of it, I think. Um, and the people, the person I was working for currently started acting abusive and crazy, which I had also dealt with before in the past. Mm -hmm. And I finally just got sick of it and I ended up walking out and my dad had just uh, died a couple months before. So I needed a breather and Mm -hmm. just, I decided it was a good time to, to take some time off and recalibrate and figure out what kind of changes I wanted to make in my life. But took a while to figure out exactly what that was. But now it turns out it was just going back to what I did in the first place when I was a kid. <laughs> trying acting again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm definitely happier for it. Best and worst customers attending bar. Um, worst customers are the ones that sit there all fucking day and like nurse like, you know, one or two beers, but they want all of your attention and they like don't even tip you. And the best customers at a bar are usually like former hospitality employees or people that have worked in similar industries. And that's usually because they come in, they know what they want. They tell it to you immediately. They tip well, like they're cool to talk to and hang out with if you're slow and you have time, but they're also super respectful. If you have to like run away from them in the middle of a sentence to serve somebody else, you know, example of a really shitty customer, a specific person that you remember. There used to be this dude that would come in and he would just, he was just really, really annoying and, and he just needed a lot of attention. And then he wouldn't even like give me the money for his beer. Like 20 minutes would go by, like half the beer's empty. I'm busy. It's happy hour. You know, all these iron workers and dudes are coming in and wanting their beers like simultaneously. And I keep having to repeatedly ask him to pay for, for his first fucking initial beer, even though he comes in like every fucking day. And board is the same thing and, like, knows the same thing. It was, like, pulling teeth just to get him to give me the money for that. And forget about even, like, the tip. Like, that was a whole nother. Oh, yeah, he was the worst. <laughs> so you see him on the street one day. Do you or don't you kick him in the nuts? I don't kick him in the nuts. Hopefully he doesn't recognize me and I get by unscathed. <laughs> I don't even want to talk to him. If he says hello, do you ignore him? Yes. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. I mean, if I can't. If we're all alone and I absolutely have to, I'll, you know, acknowledge him. But yes, ideally I ignore him. (laughs) What is worse? A super duper polite bad tipper who doesn't want to offend or annoy you or somebody who wants to offend, annoy and practically abuse you, but tips ridiculously. You don't know it until the end, obviously. Um, the first, well, the first one's usually the most annoying. I the think. polite yeah, bad tipper. The end, the other well, I mean, if well, if they're polite, no. If they're like annoying and needy, and like, but they keep bringing it up, but they still don't tip, but they keep, you know what I mean? Yeah, is no, no. One is like a, a deal, ideal, like super polite. They come in, they're like, I just want a simple thing, but they're a shitty tipper, but they're very polite. They're like understanding oh, okay. of your job or whatever. They're super polite, so like. They're, the experience with them being there is pleasant, but they don't tip versus somebody whose experience is completely unpleasant, like almost abusive, but they're in, but they make up for it. 
with like a ridiculous tip. Like you, they buy one beer and instead of giving you like a couple bucks, they give you a 20 or more. And you're asking, what's the question though? Which one is, which is worse or which, oh, which is worse. It's sort of like someone Um, with a small dick that knows how to use it or someone with a big dick that comes too fast. Well, yeah, I mean, the the polite person is definitely going to be more pleasant emotionally, but you know, like, I mean, money's money. So that's a hard question. The big dick (laughs) that comes too fast. Yeah, emotionally, it's worse the, dealing with the abuse, especially if it's, you know, over time and it adds up. But uh, at the same time, you're there to make money and that 20 bucks. <laughs> that's a tough question. Like, you know, this person's crazy, but every time a normal person would give you a dollar, they give you a 20 or more. Oh, well, oh, no. OK, so then, yeah, then I like them. That's fine. OK, they can come in and be weirdo, abusive with. creepos. Yeah, because then I then I got my guard up and I know what I'm feeling. That's actually what helped being a psych major and working on my degree while I was bartending. Because when people like that did come in, I was able to put up boundaries and like barriers and kind of know how to to distance myself a bit. But at the same time, keep them tipping. It's it's a tricky balance. Yeah, it's like enough of a slap that they're willing to pay you, but yeah. not be I, so insulted that you've reprimanded them. Yeah, I had one customer gone. Oh, who came in and he would I would charge him by the minute um, to walk on him. He would pay us to walk on him at the bar. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, at the bar. Oh, I would, thought I was kidding. What? Yep. yep what? At the bar. Yeah, my boss was pretty chill and he wasn't around that much at this period. So, um, yep. <laughs> and it was like if it was slow, I would do it. I mean, if we were packed, obviously. Like he usually didn't ask, but he'd come in on like a slow Monday or something. And you I'd be walk like, on okay, me. ten bucks a minute. Lay down. <laughs> ten dollars a minute? That's a lot of time. Yeah, a minute's long though. When you're yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know how long. So, like, like that is a very long time. So yeah, like he didn't do. You know, he he wasn't doing like twenty minutes or anything crazy. So, but then there was the girls around the corner, and they caught on to what I was doing, and they started charging him like eight dollars a minute or something, and undercutting me. Fucking bitches. It, right? Motherfuckers. I hate them. Was it shoes on or shoes off? Shoes on. Oh my God, he's he sick. Bought the, bar- the bartender I work with, he bought her a pair of shoes in particular to wear with him because he liked her feet better. Or not her feet, he just liked her better, I think, because she was bitchier to him. Like <laughs> <laughs> he knew what he liked. <laughs> Amazing. Yep. Uh, could you find the uh, gangbang porn that I sent? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So there's this guy in Brooklyn. Um, he's deaf, and he's uh, he's suing Pornhub because their porn doesn't have uh, it doesn't have sign language. No, not sign language. Captions. Oh. And I think he's got a legitimate point that. You know, they're not in compliance with the Americans with Disabilities Act, giving everyone equal access to things. But one, it's free. They're not charging. So I don't know exactly where that falls. So he listed some of the porn movies that he wanted to watch. And uh, and I found one of them. And I just wanted us to listen to hear, like, what is he actually missing out on? That's a great idea. Yeah. Thank you. Hi, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> yes. He listed this? Yes. I love him. 
Um, so she kind of looks like a wax doll, and like they're all kind of groping her. It looks like it was done in the nineties. Yeah, it was definitely VHS. Yeah. And if you want to look for it, find it yourself. It's uh, what's the title again? It's eighteen Y O Blonde Stripper Samantha DP in Homemade Gangbang Porn. Let me have the real thing. Why I have toys, right? That's right. She looks so like I don't know how to explain it. Like Southern Belle. So far, not missing anything. Yeah, she, she was in a rush. <laughs> Are they talking about how she shaved her pubes in a rush? This is very homemade. She's wearing espadrilles. So she's got mesh panties on. There's not a lot of like words. Yeah, I'm gonna give this two more minutes. I'm gonna go. Can I can I forward through because this is literally two hours of porn. Okay, it's a two-hour porn. All right, let's see. Which clearly get. makes it amateur because all regular porn's like 45. Again, there's not even sex noises. I don't know what this guy's humping. And I'm a person who can hear. I don't know what they're saying. No, me either. So maybe that's why he wants the closed captions. <laughs> maybe he's not deaf. He's just like, what are they saying? <laughs> And I don't blame them. I have no idea what they're saying. It's it's an interesting lackluster gangbang. This guy is holding his dick and shoving it into her as though it doesn't work. <laughs> like, I don't know how to better explain Wait, this. He's trying to shoehorn in a softie. That's yeah. A, yeah. Shoehorning it. <laughs> shoehorning it. And the music, I, I mean. All right. That's, I guess. Problem, um, yeah. Move your arm. Ah, uh, he said something. Uh, he move said, your arm. Uh, move your arm. Wow, this is really boring. The end. Double Z's. Do you think this guy thinks he's like missing a whole like bunch of stuff that's not actually there? Or do you think he's aware that he's not missing shit? He's just like fucking with them. Um. Well, I want it to be both. Can it be both? Because I love both. <laughs> <laughs> two hours of porn, so it definitely could be both. Yeah, like he's like, there's two hours. I know they're saying things. What are they saying? Yeah, I'm or he's the guy that produced this, and just by mentioning it, it's getting views. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Yeah, that is brilliant, man. Yeah, and who knows? It could really be either. So, I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. What is the hard swallow? I know what it is. I do, too. Well, what is it? Oh, it's a bar in Lower East Side of Manhattan. Oh, okay. All right, because, you know, rock and roll. before I have a guest on, I go through their social media, and I saw some mention about the hard swallow. Oh, yeah, that was from a show I did, um, like, two years back or so. Um, it was just a really cute picture, and I was reposting it because I liked it. 
when I did a gig on the bar and was doing uh, human blockhead and some mental flossing on their bar there in some scantily cloud outfit. That was another thing you were doing at 18 was human blockhead. Yep, that's true. And actually, I was just talking to my manager about I need to shoot um, some more stuff for a new promo video. And I was remembering the first promo video I ever shot when I first started, you know, when I was starting to become Reign of Terror, like professional with the fire eating and the sideshow and all that, um, was at Surf Reality with you, Face Boy. Really? You provided the space. Yep. And you opened it up. And I can't remember who filmed, but uh, I went in. My best friend Mimi came and she, when I did the bed of nails, she like stood on me and she participated in the things. And I think you just came to open up the space and turn on the lights and make sure everything else was good. But, uh, yeah, and it was like on a VHS tape or something. That's how long ago. It was. Do you still have it? I think my mom. It's probably somewhere at my mom's house. Yeah. Oh, well, I'd love to transfer it to digital. Yeah, that's a good idea. Definitely. Yeah, I, I ha- find that we should do that. I have I have a sh- hundreds of hours of surf reality stuff on VHS and, and I've on high. Begged age. you to let me convert the stormy them to stormy the yeah. videos leather. Stormy Leather wasn't part of it. Then what the fuck would I... Why are you even bothering me with this shit? Face Boy's Folly Stormy (laughs) Leather was part of every... Help me with that one. Do it and give it to me and I'll fix it. That's already on film and digital. Give it to me and show me links. (laughs) Cheyenne has it all. Give it. (laughs) But I'll help also because I can. How much do those converters cost? Not much. So I could make that like a little hobby, converting all that shit. Absolutely. That's not a bad idea. And then you could charge to do it for other people. Well, nowadays, probably not that many people need it. Well, no. I'm sure there's plenty of people that need it done. Hmm. Bunches, I'm I sure. I what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> I'm really good with technology. Yeah. No, this is totally a no, side gig not. for you. <laughs> I'm terrible you with technology. But yeah, maybe maybe a little hobby. Do that as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Let me know. So the hard swallow is still there? Yes, yes, it's still there. It's, it's doing better than ever. There's all sorts of stuff. They just had a party, I think, the other night where uh, um, one of their bartenders who does, like, sideshow stuff and clown stuff and burlesque stuff. It's, there's always fun stuff going on there. It's a fun It's a fun place. Okay. Maybe I'll check it out. Probably not, but maybe. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> I've been leaving my apartment more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've known the owners for years. Sasha and Big Lee are great. They're the owners. They've worked really hard to make it uh, one of those. And it's been going strong. They had it renovated, I think, like a year or two ago, and it looks fucking awesome. So it's nice to still have like a punk rock LES kind of bar because a lot of them are disappearing. Well, yeah, because a lot of the fucking cool people, I didn't know that there were enough cool people in the LES to sustain a bar that's cool. That's a very good point. We're running out of cool people down there for sure. Mm-hmm. We're moving them on out. <sighs> it's hard to make friends in this city anymore with all the gentrification. Yeah, it is. But, you know, whatever. Who needs friends? I have a cat. <laughs> My cat doesn't Yay! <laughs> There's a study that came out recently that said uh, people with the Cats. more pets you have, the less likely you are to be a churchgoer. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, what? I sent it to you. 
No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Is it here? Yeah, it should be. You don't be. need God if you got pussy. <laughs> you don't need God if you've also got dog. All right, I guess. Yeah, Is it post or this news sky? Uh, I'll t- tell you in a second. Yeah, news sky. Cat lovers less likely to go to church. This is important, we, and we only have... It makes sense, though. Yeah, it does. You, you don't know, need the companionship and the love from the humans at the church if you got it from your pets. That's basically the whole article. Raina just basically yeah. said the whole article. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something like, people who like cats are intelligent. Well, no, because people who go to church, that's honestly, I mean, basic, if you're getting it on a bare bones minimal, that's why they're going, is to socialize and be around other humans that mm. love them and, and share their views. So. You can do the same at home with your pets. If what you if have pets. what if it's just that cats are little demons and that we're listening to them and taking their orders? Yes, they're little devils, little tiny shiny devils, and we're feeding them food while they're whispering little things in our ears. No, I love my devil. I know, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these scratches. I don't care. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she breaks my things, but she's so cute. Rain of Terror, we got five minutes left. Somebody, they heard you on the show and they want to book you. Where do they find you? Or they you want to audition me, you? You can uh, find me on Instagram at Raina Terror um, for acting stuff. Uh, I'm at Raina DeBeer. Um, and you can find me on Facebook at Raina Terror. I'm, all the, I'm Raina Terror on all the things. R-E-I-N-A-T-E-R-R-O-R. Vape girl. Someone heard you on the show. They want you. Okay. For some work. Okay. Where do they find you? Um, if they want to book me, they can email thetrixystar at gmail.com. Anything coming up that you want to promote, Raina's Terror? I have a number of things coming up, actually, but um, I don't know all the promotion stuff yet because I just booked them. But if you want to reach out to me about bookings or info on upcoming shows, you can also email me at Raina Terror, R-E-I-N-A-T-E-R-R-O-R at iCloud.com. And you can find Catherine Dunn each and every Saturday at 3 p.m. right here on Radio Free Brooklyn for Dunn Sun. I'm here each and every Saturday. You can also find me at the former site of the uh, Westworld Theater weeping at the loss. <laughs> My tears will replenish the semen. <laughs> grow puppies grow oh god I walk past it every day or five days a week because uh, it's part of <laughs> part of my morning walk is walking to the end of a pure and back have have you passed that with me have we been there what? and you were like I used to have all of the gay shacks maybe because you have. I mean Walking through New York with Beast Boy is just him leaning up against walls, being like, I used to lean up against this wall. (laughs) Walking through New York with me is just me running around showing you all the stuff I used to pee on when I was in high school. (laughs) The stuff you used to pee on? Yeah, like bushes in Central Park and like the Metropolitan Museum of Art and stuff. I can relate. Yeah, I know. That's why uh, you all fell in love. <laughs> it's yeah, that exactly specifically that. Did we ever have sex in public? Because that's what was one of my things. I feel like we must have. 
We probably did. I know that we we spanked a girl together in the bathroom of baby Jupiter. Oh my god, I almost for- I forgot about that. You're right. You yeah. Did. That happened. Oh. <laughs> I'm I missed baby Jupiter. I was thinking about that place the other day when I was at the slipper room. Aww. That was a fun stage. It wasn't around long, but we got the most out of it. Hell yes, we did. That was when Robert Pritchard uh, partnered with another guy, and they opened a theater and a restaurant. And a what? Bar. Yeah. I and they called it that. Baby Jupiter, and it was like a, just a couple of blocks away from Surf Reality, oh. and it was awesome. Down the block from Arlene's Grocery. Yeah. On Stantum. It was really fun. But like most restaurants, it's sad in their first year. And it was a theater and a restaurant. Yeah, that's beautiful. It was a really fun stage, great acts. But the first year is always terrible. You have to have enough so that your first year can tank, right? Yep. I think it takes three to five to even make a profit. Well, this did not make it three to five years. That's because they didn't stay in long enough. It was maybe two years at the most. Yeah. Uh, it was fun, though. Well, that's about it. We only got like a minute left. Oh, Time for me to put up so some music. Fun. Thank you for calling. Thank you, guys. I'm so sorry I couldn't make it in, but I'm also happy I got set up thing, and it, this is still fun. Yeah. <laughs> I never use this music to, as an <laughs> outro, but I kind of like it. All the lonely people. Thank you, Vape Girl. Cats. Thank you, Faceman. Thank you, Raina. It's always fun talking to you, but we got to get together. I got to see your friggin' face. Yes, please. Thank you, Face Boy. Thank you, Vape Girl. Okay. And thank you all for listening. No one comes near. Look at him. We'll be back next week. Donning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. What does he care, all the lonely people? Where do they all come from? All the-